Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah Nicole, and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays. Subscribe, rate and review it, and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds Papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Happy New Year and welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for having me, Anisha. So we actually met online just like many other people did during the pandemic, which is wild. And you saw that I loved astrology and you offered to read my chart. (laughs) Exactly. And I think we developed a very unique friendship um, just with the interest of astrology and spirituality and just knowing that there's more to life than what we see. And I just love people like you because, you know, you're, you're just deep like the universe. (laughs) Thank you so much. And, you know, I was going to say, we just like hit it off right away. We're like sisters. And I feel like that's generally who I connect with. I always say your vibe attracts your tribe and like our energy put the two of us together. And I always ask you to read for people because you're so talented, but you're very picky with who you read for because like me, you're all about energy. So as much as I would love you to read for everyone, Mm -hmm. you don't. So the listeners today have a very special treat because 
You're going to talk about astrology for 2022 with us and the years getting started. It's been a wild few years already. And I guess we'll get into it. Backstory, me and Julie have a lot in common, which is for another podcast. But you got married at 39 and then you just had your baby in your 40s. Like amazing. Yeah. And I guess this is the new normal, right? Like, you know, we all are working career ladies that have more that we want to achieve in life. You know, we live life only once and this is the time to maximize, especially in your 30s and 40s is a prime years for everything. So it's been a it's been a journey for me. And I think getting married later has some good qualities. You're more mature, you're financially more stable, you know what you want, and you're not as um, impulsive. So I think there's some benefit to, you know, growing up on your own first. Absolutely. And you're ready. And, you know, I think you just gave me so much hope during those Mm -hmm. tough times. And, you know, we're strong women, so we don't need much mentoring or guidance, I'd say. Like, you know, in in this aspect of life where it's like marriage, it's like, you know, it's kind of archaic. But when you're a a forerunner, it's, it's hard. Sometimes you do need like to talk to someone and you were that person for me. And You've been reading my chart now for about two years. Where does the time go? And I swear, I swear by your astrology and I can't wait to dive deep. But why don't we just start with a brief description of what is the difference between Vedic astrology and Western astrology? Yeah, so there's a main difference. So Western astrology uses the transits in the sky and Vedic astrology does that too, but it's a subset. Like Western is, an, is a subset of Vedic. So what Western cannot do that Vedic astrology does, Vedic astrology has your own timing scheme for an individual. It has a timing scheme called dashas. So everyone runs different timing, like a time to have a baby, a time to get married, a time to you know, rise in your career. There's times for everything that's individualized and personalized for a person, not just for a zodiac sign. So that's why Vedic astrology is really, really accurate. If you have a good one to to discuss when your timing for marriage can be, it could be a window of two years. That's the time you can meet someone, fall in love, get married, and it all happens. It can't happen in one night, but, you know, there shows high probability that something is favorable for you in that time period. So that's how the difference is. And you, um, the main difference. And you read your own chart. So you knew you were going to have a later marriage. Yes. And you know, it it all started with my uncle. Um, My uncle is a famous astrologer in India. He's, you know, at 25, he told me you're going to have a later marriage. And I said, no way, no way, no way. And I looked. I, I pounded that pavement. I went on OkCupid, eHarmony, you name it. And you're a New Yorker, yeah. uh, Julie. Everyone listening, Julie is typical independent New York girl, like all of us, a lot of the listeners, you know. And you're out there. You did it. Yeah, it did not work. It did not work. But the funny thing is, my marriage timing was later. But the funny thing is, Vedic astrology never told me that I met my husband five years before that. So it's wow. really funny. And Vedic astrology only made me get interested in getting married to my current husband in 2015 and 2014 when we fell in love. So it, we knew each other for many years. But it's funny 
that time period ripened our interest. And within six months, we were married. So I really do believe that it happened to me that it's a tried and true test, test that I have done your chart and multiple people's chart. And it's just dot on. It is a clear, clear sign and when someone will get married. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like I want to dive into your personal life, but we'll do that in another podcast because <laughs> it's yeah. wild to me as well. But so we were talking about this. We just met for coffee last week in New York. I love meeting you every time I'm in the city when we dive deep. But yeah, I've been hearing this a lot, like Kali Yuga or Kali Yuga, right? Yes. So, yes, we're in it. So we've been in it now. It's like centuries, right? Like how long, like in Vedic astrology right now, just like in Chinese astrology, like sometimes you have time periods. So right now mm-hmm. in Vedic astrology, we're in Kali Yuga. It, we are. And, you know, I brought that up because the past 2020 has been like a horrific year with multiple changes. I mean, people's lives are upside down. But Kali Yuga actually started, and, you know, this is all in mythology and ancient texts, about 5,124 years ago. And that's when uh, Kali means darkness and ignorance, and Yuga in, in Sanskrit means the era of the world. So we all live in our own time timelines and um, eras and time periods, but the, the world also is going through a time period. And this time period that we're in right now is the age of darkness. So I could name seven or eight things that happen that we all see it. And it's true. This is an age of darkness. And, um, you know, I can dive into it more if you would like, but for example, some symptoms of Kali Yuga is anger, jealousy, and ignorance between families and society will happen. Like we see gun violence. Yeah. We see family, we see wars between countries. We see just hatred. Um, we also see that kings and leaders will no longer be respected. And it'll be extreme hardships for people with ideals and values. I mean, I don't want to go into politics, but look at the last president. Yeah. I mean, that was truly, you know, fitting into the symptoms of Kali Yuga. I mean, uh, weather and environment will degrade with time. We see floods, fires, earthquakes. I mean, this is mainly, California has fire season now every year, and that's going to go on. It's climate change. Many diseases will spread. I mean, if you look at the current COVID crisis, 100 years ago, there's a Spanish flu. So this is all the symptoms of Kali Yuga. Now, also, Fake ideologies will spread throughout the world and the rich and powerful will dominate the poor people. So this is fake news, truth decay, people not spreading the real truth of the world. I mean, this present age is full of conflict and sin. And it's going to continue, they say, for 400,000 more years, which is (laughs) insane. I was like, is the world going to be even around? Yeah. And it's basically in the end of it, uh, it states in the scriptures and these these really old civilized texts that the human's lifespan will decrease to 50 years old and the average height will be four feet tall. Now, how do you find a man at four feet tall? You know, like, yeah, like, but this is basically, basically the destruction of human civilization slowly. Slowly and gradually, yeah. And, you know, there was, this is, the number four is a very, very interesting number because 
there's four eras in the world. This is the last era. There was the oh. first one was Satyug. Satyug is like when everything was perfect. There was no hatred, no no violence. There was um, purity on earth, and everyone was supreme. And then slowly, as time moves on, time ripens people. Time rots people. Time people die with time, right? So the quality of time decreases. It's it's a very deep topic, but if you think about time, even humans. I mean, there are four ages of growth for humans. There's a baby then you're a youth, then you're an adult, and then you have decay to old age. So number four kind of is all over the universe. There's four parts of a day. There's morning, afternoon, evening, and night. There's four seasons. So now the the world also has four seasons too, and we're in the last one, unfortunately. So So we're born in this time for a reason. Who knows? Yeah. And, you know, I think we're born this time to kind of overcome some of these symptoms of Kaliyuk within our own selves. So if you can rise above it, if you can rise above the act of violence, the act of hatred, the act of jealousy, and, you know, we fix our minds through meditation and truthfulness, then we do come out ahead in the long run. So I really do believe, you know, we reap the rewards of our karmas and we overcome our weaknesses. That's, that's the main purpose of our life. That's how I really feel that way. And just to, I guess, cause we're seeing a lot right now with regard to mental health and technology, just basically destroying people. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot and you've sent me certain chants or prayers to say, but in all you're, you're also, you've told me meditation is kind of the key to just detach from all of this and oh, go yeah. meditate. You know, you're right on. You're like hitting the bullseye. You know, when you say detachment and meditation, that is the key to success in this day and age because everyone's body conscious. Everyone yes. wants material. Now, when you want more and more in your life, you become more and more attached. And that's where suffering happens when we become more and more attached. And when you start detaching yourself from the material world and go inward through meditation, we are perfect in ourselves. We are, we are perfect souls. All of us are, we just don't see it because we, we are surrounded by all this media of, you know, our body imaging and, you know, we get caught up in the world around us when we're all pure inside. So chanting an Indian tradition spends a lot of emphasis on superstition, as you know, spends a lot of emphasis on doing rituals that appease the gods, chanting mantras. But I, you know, and I used to look back and say, mom, why are you making me chant this crazy thing? Like, what does it mean? Like, it's, it's really annoying. So I, that's why I started getting interested in Vedic astrology and and, um, learning about, about mantras. And if you think about a mantra, mantra in Vedic astrology is if you break it down, manas means mind and tra means tool. So it's a tool for the mind. So if you start saying a mantra over and over again, it changes the vibrations in your mind and your energy. And also it changes your thoughts and then it changes your behavior and so forth. Yeah. And we all know the mind is the root. It all starts with the mind. So if you correct your mind, life can be easier. But what yeah. is a mantra you recommend for most people that we can just 
use day to day that would, you know, begin this, I guess, process of healing and being calm and living peacefully within ourselves. Within ourselves. And that's the biggest enemy is our own mind. And I, I really feel like, and in, in this is going into, you know, Hinduism a little bit, but the, the mantra you should start out with for before you do any mantra is a Ganesh mantra. And if you do a Ganesh mantra, which is the remover of obstacles, then that starts at your day to say, okay, please let me have a smooth day. And that's the beginning of anything. I think you wake up and do that mantra and you start your day better, you know, and then I look at protection for yourself and for your life. And I, I feel like, you know, in, in, in Indian tradition, there's a Trinity just like in Christianity and Shiva is part of that. Shiva is, um, is ultimate soul within us. And I think if you do Om Namah Shivaya, that activates life. That and activates that's our your favorite. Soul. That's the one we like to use. That's the, yeah. yeah. And that, that is a universal one. Like if you tap into that soul energy, that soul energy is the purest form of who you are. And we don't tap into it that much, but if you tap into it and just do, you know, your rosary every day, you know, for 10, 15 minutes a day in the morning, your mind is fresh and, you know, we can all do therapy, go to um, different talks, but ultimately it's the power of our mind that we have to calm down. And, and Vedic astrology and Indians, they really knew this stuff back in the day. And that, that's why I love being Indian, you know, Same. that only, the one only reason You're why like, I like You're like, that's the only reason. <laughs> that's the only reason. I don't like being an Indian girl. Let me it's point that out. It's very tough being an Indian girl, you know? I mean, it's, yeah. we've come to love our culture now, but growing up Indian can be tough. I will say that. Like, oh, yeah. not, we don't sugarcoat anything here. Cringe, you know, because oh, a lot yeah. of people will be like, I love it. Like, I love it too. But there's, there's some tough times, but you know, we were put here to be Indian to face certain lessons, right? It's part of our karma. Yeah. And I think Indian women and women in general are showing their power. We all have a lot of inner strength. I think in women's intuition is very powerful. Men don't have that. So when you tap into that women's intuition, I mean, you know the answers. And I think that strength is so deep and so, so good that finally women are standing up and showing their true colors without, without like embarrassment. And I think this has been a really good age for that. I mean, you know, just this forward to not be that submissive household wife that yep. You know, it's changing slowly, slowly. It's changing slowly. Yeah, I agree. But it isn't a change. And I think we're at a really good time to finally, you know, show who we really are deep down and, and stand up. So I think it's, it's a good time in some ways. And I think we're also agents of change, yes, which is nice. Definitely. And now we've talked about Kaliug as a whole in the macro, but in the micro, each human has their own Kaliug, which is Sare Sati, which is the seven years of Saturn. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's amazing. This is where it comes to feel like that there's just planets that we can't control, that control our lives, and we can't do anything about it. And this is a very ancient concept. And basically what happens is that 
it's not Saturn return. Saturn return is Saturn goes over your natal Saturn every 30 years because Saturn takes 30 years to go and travel around the whole Zodiac. Yes. And that, and when it goes over your natal Saturn, it makes you work. It makes you kind of deal with the realities of life, but this is totally separate. This is, this is when Saturn goes over your natal moon. Now Saturn goes over your natal moon also every 22 and a half years around your natal moon. It's before it, it's on it and it's after it. So it surrounds your moon. And Saturn is a planet of disease. It's a planet of a hardship. It's a planet of um, suffering, separation, losses, poverty. And the moon is your mind. It's your emotions. It's your mother. It's your home. So when Saturn up in the sky that's transiting over your natal moon, it's going to cause all sorts of mental tension. So everyone has, if they're alive this long, right? They have usually what's called the seven and a half years of a dark period of Saturn. Yes, yes. And you have some examples for us. Yeah, so it's, you know, so imagine Saturn travels around the Zodiac, you know, 30, every 30 years. So if you live to 120, which is the greatest um, length of a human, the human body can live for, you divide it by four and that's four sadasatis. Ew, I don't so want that's, four. <laughs> that's God. 28 years that's of a lot. mental tension. Yeah, it's like, and what happens is the first time you go through sadasati is in your late 20s, maybe mid, mid-teens, like it's sometime, you know, in that time period. And that's a very emotionally difficult time. Like that's when you're like either separating to go to college separating till, you know, your parents maybe get sick, like something emotionally happens and you have to become an adult and you're like, okay, I have to take more responsibility and mature up and learn to live on my own. So that's a very, very difficult time when we all go to college and we all have to start a new job. There's something kind of hard about that. The second one is around like your mid forties to fifties. And that is a socially difficult time. That you know, you could be shunned from society. Like, you know, Prince Charles, for example, he went through his second Sarasati, which is is actually a socially difficult time for him in 1996 and 1997. What happened? He got divorced in 1996. People ridiculed him. They made fun of him. They talked about him and Camilla. He, He divorced Princess Diana. And then she, she died in a car accident a year later and the mental torture his family had to go through his sons. He, he had to be the face of yes. this, all this criticism. It was horrible for him. So that was a really intense time period. And that was his second side of And the third one is usually around your eighties or nineties. That's you, that's when you become like frail and weak. And then if you live to 120, you die. So yeah. that's pretty <laughs> and the ways to deal again with Sare Sati, I think, is to like keep going, right? Like just don't stop and it's there. And I remember my mom told me, she's like, they were, you know, her family, her parents were in a rush to get her married because if she didn't get married before her Sare Sati, the astrologer was like, it won't happen for another seven years. And, you know, marriage oh, wow. at the time for my mom's generation, it's so important. And so, you know, they kind of rushed her marriage before the Sade Sati. Wow. And then she probably came here and had to deal with Sade Sati in her marriage. She says it was (laughs) in-laws. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, she's that's like, that was my, name. that was my saresate. But <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've gone through a deep dive, but we're going to come back in the next episode with Julie and discuss some fun things, you know, in astrology. So Julie, you're going to stay with me and everyone, thank you for listening. We will be back. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai.